This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi and welcome to this episode of the podcast where I'm chatting to Lucy Rennie about how to future-proof your pet business. So this podcast is going out in October 2022. There's lots of doom and gloom in the news about the economy, the cost of living crisis, everything that's going on in the world and the lack of consumer confidence, talking about how people won't be spending, all kinds of things are helping people feel really unsettled right now. I've brought Lucy on the podcast because this is her area of genius. She is the host of the Future Proof Your Business podcast. She's written a book about future proofing your business and she's talking all about what people are going to be spending on, how to make your customers feel special so they stay with you and lots of steps to future proof your pet business. We also cover the kind of things that people are spending money on and there's lots of reassurance in here for you as a pet business owner because caring for our family members, furry or human is one of them, so is gifting, so is health and well-being and making our homes feel cosy and secure and being a place where we can find sanctuary really. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. All the links where you can find out more about Lucy are included in the show notes. Do go and check her out, check out her podcast, check out her book, and do let me know what your thoughts are. And I do hope that this makes you feel more confident in the future for your pet business. And thank you so much to Lucy for joining me on the show. Now over to the main part of the interview. Hi, Lucy. Thanks so much for joining me. Oh, thanks, Rach. It's really lovely to be here today. Oh, no, it's really great to have you. So um, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, so um, my background really was primarily in the corporate world as head of communications. So I worked around the world um, helping different sites, different leaders, different managers to create a strategy to build their business, to market their business, but also also to um, really engage with the teams and, um, yeah, do, do good in what they were doing. So I'm definitely from a communications background. Brilliant. And then tell us a little bit about what you've been doing for the last few years. Yeah, so I, I set up my own business seven years ago. And because I'm a communication and marketing expert, um, and I really believe in small business and the fact that people do business with people. Um, I suppose really I've been on a mission and I am today as well is to help small business owners to really future-proof the business and build something that is sustainable but also that feels good and works for them. So I think there's lots of pressure from outside that we have to scale and we have to do things a certain way. And actually, I believe that if you can do it in a way that really works for you and enjoy it, then the impact that you can make on your life, but also the lives of your customers, partners and all the and teams is, is massive. So, yeah, that's what I do today. Brilliant. OK, then. So you've talked about future proofing. I know um, we're obviously chatting on this podcast like I've never met you before, which is really <laughs> weird because I've been working with Lucy for... <laughs> nearly two years and then before that we were, we were in a mastermind together weren't we um but your big thing and the reason why I wanted to get bring you on the podcast is about future proofing and it's a buzzword that we're seeing a lot of at the moment but I know you Lucy and I know you've been talking about future proofing for, for a long for 
all the time since I've known you. Um, it's obviously very much in the news um, at the moment because of all that's going on with the cost of living crisis. Um, and yeah, I would love for you to just tell us about like what future proofing is. Yeah, thanks, Rach. And it's true, we, we have known each other for ages, haven't we? It's, which is just a, a pleasure to, to, to work with you. Um, and I think for me, future proofing is about creating something sustainable. It's putting in place kind of solid foundations um, and setting up your business in such a way that whatever can be thrown at it or whatever happens um, within the, the larger environment, you're in such a good place that you can keep you know, you can stay in control and actually you can continue doing what you do um, and you'll you'll come out, if anything, stronger at the end of it. So it's making sure that you've put um, maybe a plan in place or that you've got a strategy that means that, yeah, you're, you're still going to be here in six months, 12 months, five years time um, and doing it in a way that, yeah, ultimately feels good for you and works for you. So it's it's all about making it sustainable and thinking more long term. It's a long game rather than kind of just quick wins and, and not really thinking about the impact of what you're doing and how you're um, growing your business. And with everything that we've got going on at the moment with the cost of living crisis and so much negativity and, well, it's not negativity, it's just reality, isn't it? It's a bit, things are, things are going to be challenging. And I don't like to be negative, but sometimes we just have to uh, realise that, that we're in for a bit of a rocky ride, aren't we? But when we're kind of looking at what's going on in the news and we're looking at all this stuff about the economic climate, um, as small business owners, you know, that we can't help but feel that can we um and i know you work with a lot of small business owners like i do as well but what would you say um is the kind of emotional impact of what's going on in the world on small businesses at the moment yeah i think um i mean if you if you turn the te television on i think this this really is a, a picture that's being painted isn't it of, of this doom and gloom and uh, all this uncertainty and sort of it's almost people are telling us it's the end of the world. And I think a lot of small business owners, particularly my clients and, and other people that, you know, it can be really unsettling and unnerving and not really knowing what's going to happen and what you should be doing for the best and whether actually, you know, it, it is the end of the world. And a lot of people that I'm working with, they've, they've never been in a recession before as a business owner. It's something that they've maybe started, you know, since the last one in sort of 2000, 2008, 2008, 2009. And so, it's it's I suppose it's really that um uncertainty and not really knowing the best way to move forward or what they should be doing now in order to you know future proof what they're doing and make sure they come out of it at the other end so yeah I think there's a lot of um nervous people around at the moment and a bit kind of yeah lots of uncertainty definitely. yeah yeah, I think the whole um I think unsettled is really is is definitely the word isn't it and like um like yourself i've i've been freelance in 2008 uh, since 2006 even so i was freelance in the last recession but actually i was in a position as a journalist where you know it was journalism was still quite lucrative so the last recession i was all right but then it was the years that followed when everybody else was okay and my biggest employer vanished overnight um and you know that was quite devastating on my income um, and I think when you go through these go through these periods of, of challenging times that's when you really you learn a lot and you learn to be resilient and 
you learn how to pick yourself up, don't you? Um, so I've digressed a little bit there, but I wanted to, you mentioned about future-proofing and actually we're in this moment now, we're recording this on like, the beginning of October where the energy, you know, we've got all of the uncertainty in the news with the energy prices and stuff, but you said about future-proofing your business and what we can be doing right now to protect ourselves. So tell, can you talk us through like some of the simple steps that people can follow to future-proof um, their businesses right now? Yeah, so I, th I think, first of all, I think it's really important to say that, yes, we're going into a recession. I hope you don't mind me saying this, um, going off on a little bit, Rach, but I think it's important to say we actually live in a in a VUCA world. So we're not, it, it, we're, in, we're in a world where there's constant uncertainty. You know, we've just come out of a global pandemic and we've survived that and we've kind of done that. We've done the lockdown and it's almost kind of, this is the next thing. So I think in a way, we've almost kind of got to accept that it's not going to be smooth, right? smooth riding that actually running a business is a bit of a roller coaster ride and that actually if we can think of it in that way then it's not necessarily as scary but actually we can kind of look back and go well, we've survived that we've done that we've and if we can really get these foundations in place it can help us to ride any storm then that's thrown at us um sorry to answer your question three clear steps for me then that i think um are really important to help you future proof your business um as I said in the beginning, I'm a massive believer in the fact that people do business with people. And I believe that the best way to future-proof your business is to develop, you know, goodwill and trust with your, with your customers, with your clients. And so to do that, there's three, three ways of doing that. Um, the first one is, is clarity. So it's getting really, really clear on who you are, reminding yourself of, of why you do what you do. So tapping into, you know, the things that make you your tummy flip in a good way and what started you on this journey, because that's the thing that's going to encourage people to engage with you and buy from you. And that's going to resonate with you when they see your eyes light up and you could hear your story. But it's also about getting really clear on who your ideal clients are. Because the more you can get under their skin, the more you can understand what's keeping them awake at night, what their challenges are, what they need from you, and the better you can then serve them and, and work with them and provide what they need. So the first step is just real clarity on, on what you're doing. The second step, um, I think from my background, this is a massive thing, and I'm, I'm on a mission almost to kind of get all small business, thinking, small business owners thinking about this, and, and that's communication. I genuinely believe that it all comes down to communication. And so if you think of your business a bit like a leaky bucket, and I think there's a lot of times when we're constantly trying to find new people coming in, but I think if we shift that a little bit and actually think about how to stop those leaks, how to fill up those holes and really look after the clients and the customers that are already in the bucket, that are already buying from us, that already know and like and trust us. How can we really nurture them so that, first of all, we're retaining them, so they're coming back for more. But secondly, how can we really show them that we care about them? How can we really kind of manage our communications and make sure that we're managing their expectations and that we're kind of creating this amazing experience for them? Because what happens when you're a happy customer? Well, you go and shout about it, don't you? You go and tell all your friends and families about the things that, you know, you've experienced with that brand or that business. And that's ultimately what we want. It's that ripple effect, you know, people using that word of mouth marketing that's going to make it sustainable because, you know, people are just going to be recommending you in. And then the third step for me, which is just as important and particularly in uncertain times, is connection. So people are always craving um, social connection. They're always craving that, that um, human connection 
touch, that human contact. So it's the time where you can go above and beyond, where you can check in with your customers, make sure they're okay. See, you know, if they've got everything that they need, let them know that you're there, that you're listening. But also think about how can you... um, add more value by maybe collaborating with other business owners. So connecting with other people in your industry so that you can maybe add, you know, double value to the same kind of audience, or even maybe that you could share audiences. So if you know you can add value to somebody else's audience, and maybe you've got a product or a service that would be really useful to them, then, you know, work together and, and, and add the value and do good things um, by connecting and, and, and also creating a community. And then my final thing is I talk a lot about the TripAdvisor effect. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really relevant today in the, the way that everything, the, the world's changed. We don't necessarily trust advertising or we don't necessarily trust what the brands and businesses are saying themselves. The, the, the way we do it is actually um, we'll, we'll check out the reviews, won't we? We'll check out, check out TripAdvisor or we'll ask our friends and family or colleagues, you know, can you recommend a restaurant or a holiday or a dog, um, a dog, a new dog food or toy or a service or a vet? In fact, 84% of all referrals don't start by someone Googling, sorry, of all purchases don't start by someone Googling. They start by someone asking, can you recommend me? Okay. So if you think of that in your business, that that blows my mind. And then we should all be doing this. So we should be really putting the focus on encouraging our clients, our customers to write great reviews, testimonials, case studies, and to really share feedback on just how good a job we're doing. Because ultimately, that's the best way to future-proof our business moving forward. Yeah, letting other people... um letting other people share you know what's special about you I'm totally with you I did I will link to it in the show notes I did a full podcast on how to get more reviews for your pet business and I found this brilliant piece of research with loads of stats in I'll share it with you afterwards actually because you love it but it was all about how to get reviews easily and actually um and you know using your reviews and your marketing and stuff and not being scared to ask for them because they're so powerful aren't they um and I know like this podcast is about publicity and it's about what people are saying about you, um, you know, when you're not in the room and all about personal recommendations. And that's what it's all about. So I love I love um, how you've shared the TripAdvisor effect and how important that is. Um, the other thing I would love to chat to you about, because I know you came in and did a guest session for me in my membership, which was amazing. And that's why obviously we know each other. But I was like, as soon as I got off the call, I was writing loads of notes and thinking, oh, my gosh, I've got to get Lucy on the <laughs> podcast because I want this to go like, you know, for this to be accessible to everybody and not only my, my clients. But what I wanted to chat to you about is this whole assumption and the assumptions that sometimes we can make when we're in these challenging times and we can think, people haven't got any money or people are going to be giving the dogs into rescues or people are going to not be spending on essential things like dog training or cat grooming. And we make these assumptions, don't we? I remember, sorry, I'm going to go off on one a little bit, but it's a good example. I remember when the first lockdown happened and I remember being on social media and everyone saying, oh my gosh, everyone's going to hand the dogs into rescues. It's going to be devastating. And actually it was a complete opposite. I wrote stories for newspapers about actually how the rescues didn't have enough you know, they, they were literally having people picking up dogs, um, you know, hand o- handing over in the car park with all of the, um, you know, the social distancing going on. And there was a couple of rescues, one in Wales, one in Manchester, where they were literally like, you know, absolutely overrun with people who wanted dogs, which was brilliant. So we made these assumptions then that were completely wrong. 
Um, and now we're making assumptions about how much money people have got and what they're going to spend on. So I'd love to I'd love for you to just talk about your thoughts on assumptions and why we should not make them and actually think about challenging them as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you're absolutely right. I think, it, you know, there's, there's a, they are painting the picture that it's all doom and gloom and it can be so easy to kind of slip into that and go down that rabbit hole of thinking that, you know, it's it's the end of time and, you know, it's the end of our business. But actually, like you say, I think we have to really be brave and encourage ourselves or stop ourselves from making assumptions. And the best way of doing that is just to simply ask ourselves, is this fact? Do I actually know this for for sure is this you know absolutely fact or is this just me making an assumption or making a story in our in my head or sometimes when we start panicking you know we can make all sorts of stories happen can't we We all these nightmare situations can kind of come you know to the forefront of our brains and I think it's just having that courage to stop yourself and just go do you know what actually let me just take a minute what do I know that's true what's actually really happening and and just even just taking some time out to lift your head up a little bit because we get so busy, don't we, in our business, but just to sort of take stock, breathe for a few minutes and actually just look at what's going on, what's actually the reality, what's actually happening, what are our figures telling us, what are our customers telling us? And if we don't know what our customers are telling us, then what we can do is just go and ask them, you know, have some conversations. We can go and check in with them and you know they're gonna they're gonna love that because actually you, you're showing that you care as well and you, you you're interacting with them and and you know yeah having a conversation seeing seeing where they're up to so definitely taking stock and really kind of thinking right what is it that I know that's true and what isn't and just really staying in control with that because once you've got the knowledge then we can make a plan then we can react then we can do what we need to do but we can't do that until we really know what what is true and what isn't true. Tell us about the kind of things that people are spending money on, because I think that's going to give a lot of reassurance to the people who've got pet businesses who listen to this. So, yeah, tell us what people are spending the money on. This is fact. This is not, you know, this is stuff that Lucy really knows about. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, And, uh, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think people do have, it's not that people haven't got money to spend. They're just going to change the way that maybe they're spending their money or they're thinking about things. Um, And in actual fact, there's four main areas. When, When things like this happen, when we go into a recession or when there's uncertain times, there's four kind of main categories of um purchase behavior so that four main areas why people will still continue to to buy the first one is all about wealth so it's about maybe helping people to make money or to um get an investment or to help them kind of feel more secure in what they're doing the second one is all about health and well-being and i think this one will really kind of touch home with your listeners rach because i think this is a, it's not just about health and well-being in terms of us ourselves and you know um taking medicine or vitamins those kind of things it's also about that feel good factor and it's also about our family and our pets and our animals and we want them to be you know healthy and um we're still going to, people are still going to make sure that they're looking after their family and their animals and their pets in the right way. They're going to become much more of a priority than maybe they were um, when when in normal circumstances, people are actually going to make sure that they are still spending on on that and looking after, um, yeah, family and pets. Um, 
think also as well in terms of feel good factor and, and well-being if anything it's a massive reason for people to want to actually have pets and animals because i mean you'll know this more than me but i know there's a load of scientific research there about the well the good you know the feel good factor that comes from cuddling animals or from having a a friend in the at home or you know all the, the the good things that come from that so there's definitely a real opportunity there for your listeners um to keep going and to have you know to be able to um yeah sell in these times and then the third one you touched about on it with your wallpaper <laughs> but i think because people aren't necessarily you know spending on going out or doing maybe things that are sort of extravagant they're actually going to be putting more emphasis on the home and on um looking after family looking after pets making things feel cozy making things feel safe um it's going to be things like games night it's going to be things like coming together as a family going for nice walks together it's going to be things where you're coming together as a community or connecting with people um and it's that sort of yeah cozy safe familiar feeling that people are still going to want to to spend in fact even more money on because actually they want to make sure that it is cozy and feeling good and then the final one is all about value so um spending money in the right way so making sure that they they, they feel like they're getting a good a good deal for what they're they're spending or they're getting a bargain or they're you know it's real value for what they're investing in um and i think really for me one of the key things that we can see is that in these times people are much more likely to want to be loyal to their brands or to their um, businesses that they already know like and trust so they're going to be more likely to stay um, buying and, and coming back to the same brands which is a brilliant opportunity for your listeners because the more you can reinforce that the more you can reach out the more you can give them more reason to stay and tell them your story and add that value the more that they're going to keep coming back and they're going to want to also support you in these times too um, so brand loyalty is massive because it, it helps people to feel safe they're familiar and they know what they're going to get um, in exchange for their investment and then I think the final one which I think relevant as well because we're in October and I don't know about you but you know that I love Christmas and I'm already I start talking about Christmas in my groups you know in July time um which I'm sure you get you know you'll help you help all your pet business owners don't you to prepare for that because it's yeah. a massive opportunity but I think at this time now Christmas I believe is going to be bigger than ever and I don't necessarily mean that in terms of you know um big parties and kind of excessive things like that I mean more people are craving coziness twinkly lights they want to come together we've had two three years in lockdown where we've not been able to see our friends and family or we've not been able to come together and I think that people are going to want to um yeah share share in that love and also one of the things I was reading just this week is gifting is going to become a thing okay gifting in times of uncertainty or in times of recession becomes almost like a, a self-care tool and so for your um listeners if they can encourage their audiences to gift their products or services they're actually going to encourage and allow their their audience and their, their clients customers to feel good because giftings you know it's a great way to feel good isn't it when we're, we're, we're giving pleasure to somebody else so thinking about encouraging gifts at Christmas 
but also thinking about front loading and thinking about the fact that people are going to be taking their time to spend um, and and think about Christmas. So they will because they're being a bit more careful about their money. They're going to start doing it a lot earlier and start spending and start thinking about Christmas a lot earlier to spread the costs and to make sure that you know they have got enough when when it comes to it. So definitely think about Christmas, definitely think about gifting and definitely think about that health and well-being fact where having an animal, having a pet is going to become, you know, essential in that time. And obviously bring, combine those two together and gifting for your animals and, you know, for your friends' animals and all those good things, I think is going to be massive. So yeah, there's lots of opportunities there. Yeah. Um, totally with you on the gifting. And I've been chatting to my like one-to-one clients this week about gifting. So one of them is Jo. She's got a muddy dog survival guide, uh, muddy dog survival kit that she does, which is great for this time of year, but also a nice Christmas present. And then I've got another lady called Sarah who makes the yellow um, space awareness, my anxious dog uh, products. And she was, we were talking, she was saying, oh, how can I Christmas this up? And I said, well, you know, (laughs) give the gift of confidence to your anxious dog this Christmas. So she's doing a campaign around that. Um, and yeah, and like I'm with you with the talking about Christmas really early because of like you know magazine deadlines and stuff. But I'm loving that we're recording this at the beginning of October and we're we're already <laughs> saying right, folks, you can all talk about Christmas now. So I've been seeing quite a few posts on social media where people are saying, "Am I all right to start talking about Christmas <laughs> now? We've got the green light from Lucy." So yeah, definitely, let's that. all yeah, <laughs> let's embrace it. All the twinkly lights and everything as well. I think it's really important. Oh, definitely. We need some Christmas cheer, don't we? And um, I actually saw a Christmas tree in one of the shops um, in like on our little high street in the village today as well. So, yeah, you can start talking about Christmas, folks, which is good. Um, the other thing I was going to say when you were talking about um, you were talking about like care and caring for like kind of health and well-being and stuff. And because we've obviously got the people who make products, but then there's also service providers, like trainers, mm-hmm. behaviourists walkers groomers that kind of thing and I guess that fits into the into the well-being and care as well because you know you want you, you the, your animal your animals are our family members and we we they really are and we do humanize our animals more so than any than ever now because of lockdown and everything yeah and um, another thing that one of my one of my clients was saying about was she'd been a dog walker in other recessions and she said, you know, when people are working longer, actually, they need more care for their animals. And they're not just going to leave, you know, they care about their their furry family members. They're not just going to leave them in a house for 12 hours. They're going to yeah. need a dog walker. And actually, like you were saying, re- contacting your clients and saying, how are things? How can I support you? Is there anything, you know, how, are your needs changing? Are you working longer hours? Yeah. What, you know, how can I, you know, how can I make sure that you're all, you and your dog are all right? Um yeah. It's a really good thing to consider, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's really true. And I think, I mean, I've got, you know, I've got a chocolate Labrador who's a clumsy teenager lying next to me. Um, who's I work from home now. You know, I changed in the pandemic, but I actually work with quite a lot of corporate businesses who because of what's happening and because they're aware that there's a need for community and connection, they're actually really encouraging their workers to go back into the office a lot more and and maybe work less from home, which reinforces exactly what you're saying in terms of the need for, you know, people to be reassured that their their animals are okay. And and like you say, pet walking or all those things that there's definitely a need for that. So I think it's that it's, it's exploring those opportunities, isn't it? And thinking bigger picture and then 
And then really actually having those conversations with the clients and getting that feedback and asking them where they're up to and what they're looking for. Um, because, yeah, I'm a massive believer that there's loads of opportunity out there for us. We've just got to kind of be focused and, mm. and really listen into what, what's going on and then be quick enough to act on it and seize those opportunities as they come along. Yeah. And I love what you said there about asking for feedback as well, or just asking generally. Like I was all, I know you know me really well, and I was always scared of the whole F word and asking for feedback. Because whenever I got feedback in my old job, it was always like, you know, you were getting a big telling off. Whereas now I'm okay about asking for feedback. And actually by asking, for, you know, if you're a dog walker or a pet sitter, asking for, asking people, asking people how things are, you're actually going to maybe glean some really good helpful advice instead of thinking oh my god I'm going to hide under the bed because it's all everything's turning terribly wrong um actually asking for feedback could lead to all kinds of things that you can do to help people and and really make you feel more secure it's about reframing Uh, a bit isn't it yeah 100% and it's so true what you're saying I think so many of my clients as well are really scared to ask the feedback because they're scared of actually, you know, maybe getting something negative or some sort of criticism. But if we're being really honest with ourselves, you know, we're doing a good job. You know, if we're if we're in this business, we're actually we care about our products and services, don't we? And we care about our clients. So actually, you know, the the worst that could happen is maybe someone's going to give you some constructive feedback. But I think the other thing is if you put yourself in the shoes of your clients. We're all human. And actually, if we love what what we're buying or we love the product or service, we're dead happy to share or to give feedback or to give, you know, especially if someone asks us, it means that someone cares about our opinion and what we think about it. So in a way, we're flattered and then we want to help. And if we love that product or service, of course, we want to, you know, get involved. And of course, we want to help them to make it sustainable and all those good things. So I, I force my clients to do that pretty much every quarter at least or have something embedded in their processes that allows you to, to get that feedback as, as often as possible. And it, it doesn't have to be a big formal thing. It can be, you know, something really easy. It might even just be picking up the phone and having a conversation or it might just be a quick, you know, three buttons, how you feeling kind of thing or how did you find this? So there's all sorts of ways, but it definitely doesn't need to be scary. And I promise that if you can do it, sometimes you just get a little nugget that will really transform and make everything that you're doing even more wonderful. So yeah, definitely, definitely be brave. Um, Like you'd say, Rachel, I'll take this from you, but put your big girl pants on (laughs) (laughs) and ask for that feedback and and show you care. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is ultimately what, you know, if you're asking for feedback and you are a bit scared about it, it is about showing that you, you know, you, you want to, you care and you want to improve and, and all of those things which we were talking about like right at the beginning weren't we and Uh, and that personal service that you don't get if you go to a big name you know go to a big brand or if you're you know you're using an app or something like that it's not that personal service that you get and that's what makes people stay with you and ultimately I think people don't want to see small businesses go under like you know we're fond of the people who support us aren't we so yeah, um, I think so, my yeah. dog is with you on that, Rachel. Sorry about Yay, that. I think it's okay. I mean, you don't have to apologise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, think, I think that's right. Yeah, I should now, but I think that's right. I think for me, I believe genuinely that small business is going to turn around the economy in the UK. I really believe that that's where the focus is, and I think much more now um, because of COVID. 
there's a massive shift of people's buying behavior just generally that they don't want to necessarily be buying from these big brands that don't stand for anything or that are just kind of out there to make a profit. They want to help businesses who've got a real purpose, who are value led, who've got a real story behind them that's much more personal. You know, we see big things on the high street, et cetera, but that works also for online. The more you can get your story out there and really show people why you do what you do and, and really that you care about it and the more it gives people a reason to buy from you again and again and again, because it gives them a story to tell and it makes them feel good that they're supporting, you know, your business and, and, and the, you know, the, the general economy in the, in the first place. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We want to, we, you know, people, there is a real shift, as you say, in shopping small and all kinds of movements going on here, there and everywhere, isn't there? Mm. Um, I wanted to talk about as well, we've touched on it a little bit, haven't we? But um, like the positives of, tackling challenges and getting through challenging times and we've talked about recessions in the past and then obviously we've had the pandemic and all of the things that have happened over the last few years and in a way like yeah I know it's hard when you're in the thick of it and you're in that oh my gosh is everything going to be okay moment but actually I think there are some positives in getting through challenging times aren't there what are your thoughts on that (laughs) yeah definitely and I think the last few years have really shown that haven't they um I think go you know it's like anything isn't it it's almost kind of the more that you can survive these things and the more you can come out stronger the more actually you feel more confident about what you're doing and the more you know that if you've survived that you can survive anything it's that kind of thing isn't it you're sort of up leveling and and taking on these new challenges I think for me though the biggest takeaway that I've seen over the last few years and the the thing I think when people say to me oh what 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 are the key skills you need as an entrepreneur or to start a business um, and a lot of times you think, oh, you need to be talented or you need this expertise and you need that. But I think the one thing that I would encourage everybody to really embrace is grit and resilience yeah. and actually, you know, clinging onto that roller coaster ride and <laughs> kind of going even when, <laughs> even when, you know, things go wrong or when stuff gets thrown at you. The, the ones that survive and the ones that genuinely come out stronger are the ones that keep going and just kind of put the head down and and work through it. Um, you know, in bite-sized chunks or baby steps, but you, yeah, that keep going. And I think for me, that's the most important thing. And it's what we see now, you know, I've seen in my clients, my business, my community, the ones who over the last few years that have, you know, we've had tears, we've had all sorts. It's been emotional, hasn't it? The last few years. I think now seeing them, they're so much stronger. They're so much more confident and they're in such a better place just because they've kept going and they've learned from it and they've taken, they've listened and they've, you know, not even when there's a failure. I mean, people talk about, don't they, that, that you don't fail. It's just learning. And I'm really believing that, that as long as you can learn from it, apply it and then keep going, that's, that's what's going to help you future proof your business basically and, and come out a lot stronger at the end of it. Definitely. Yeah. I'm with you. And I've, yeah, we've had the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows, haven't we? And the tears and the celebrations. And yeah, we just keep on like getting back on the, getting back on the horse or whatever, whatever um, metaphor you want to use. But that's the thing. I think grit is so important, isn't it? I'm totally with you. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just going to say as well, I think it's just really understanding or recognising and enjoying it. So, you know, recognizing I know you and I are rubbish at it as well Rich but recognizing when you've succeeded in something or a little win or you know really acknowledging those things and and just kind of allowing yourself to have those tummy flip moments and going I know what I've just done that or I'm still here or this is what's happening and enjoying what you do because that's 
the essence of it is is you and loving what you do so yeah definitely yeah I'm good at getting my clients to share their wins and then like yeah. I'll just go oh yeah that happened and then <laughs> on to the next whatever it is that you're gonna go and do <laughs> yeah. so like Lucy you shared loads of really brilliant stuff here and I'm really thankful for you to coming up for coming on the podcast and I want <laughs> I'm gonna big you up now because you have got like as we're recording this it is the day before Lucy's very exciting thing launches so I'm gonna let you tell us about it tell us about yeah. your exciting thing and your big win oh thanks so much for it. yeah so tomorrow I am launching my new book um which has been a roll I'm going to say it a roller coaster ride this year in writing it it's been a definitely a journey but I'm dead excited because it's literally all about what we've just talked about um so it's called clarity communication and connection and it's three clear steps to future proof your business and I suppose really it's it's a book that I want you to have in your back pocket. So it's not a stuffy, snooty textbook that takes you through marketing or how to build a business. It's this is my story. This is what I've learned. This is my experience. And this is how I believe um, you can future proof a business and create something really good based on trust and goodwill and all those good things. Um, and it's it's really to help you, to give you confidence and to give you snippets. There's loads of exercises. There's um, activities in there. There's a downloadable workbook to go with it. So you can really kind of make notes and do the activities as you go along and ultimately, you know, implement everything that's in there because I really hope it'll help you to, yeah, to build something strong and to come out of all of this in a in a much more positive and stronger place. So yeah, that's me tomorrow launching it, Rach. So exciting. <laughs> I'm dead excited. So we're recording this the day before you launch. And it's gonna this podcast will go out, I think, the following week. So I need to edit it and do all my work <laughs> my side of it but it will be going out very soon and you will be able to buy lucy's book when this episode is live and i'll put all the links um in the show notes as well and i will get lucy to wrap up with um where you can find out more about it um you've got a podcast as well haven't you yes i've got i was inspired by you if i'm honest because i think your podcast is brilliant and just the way that you've gone about it and i know you've had a big milestone recently as well but yeah my new podcast launched we're on a think about episode six and it's called the Future Proofy Business Podcast. And it's me talking about all these, these things. Um, and again, I want it to be a place where it's safe to come and you can be inspired or learn things or get things that you can really go away and, and implement in your business. So, yeah. Love it. And it's a brilliant podcast as well. Thank you for your lovely words about mine. <laughs> and yeah, I still say um and uh and breathe heavily oh, on the microphone. So yeah, oh. we just have to be take we just have to get over trying to be perfect, don't we? Oh, massively. I'm embracing that being imperfectly perfect. And I think I can't encourage my clients to do it if I'm not going to do it myself. So it's me putting myself out there and it's far from perfect, but hopefully there's some nuggets in there and some some bits and pieces you can take away. Oh no, it's really, really brilliant. So definitely I will put the link um to the podcast in the show notes as well. But um it's it's a really, really good listen. So thank you for sharing that, Lucy. So tell us about where we can find out more about you, where you hang out, and yeah, obviously you've got your book and your podcast, but yeah, where if people want to come and connect with you, where would you like them to go to? Oh, thank you. So yeah, um, my website that tells you a little bit more about me is IamLucyRenny.com. Um, I love Instagram. So I'm on there at IamLucyRennie. I'm also on Facebook with the same. And then I also, I think because, I don't know, I've always loved that space, which is LinkedIn. I'm 
I'm always on LinkedIn too, which is at Lucy Rennie one. I think it is my profile number, but anywhere that, yeah, on socials, basically come and find me. I'm also trying out TikTok because again, I can't tell my clients to do it if I'm not doing it. So I am on there as well. Um, I am Lucy Rennie. So come and, yeah, come and have a conversation or come and um, share the nerves of getting, getting out there on TikTok. That'd be great. (laughs) Brilliant. I'm loving that you're on TikTok. You are, that's proper big girl pan stuff. (laughs) (laughs) brilliant i love it lucy it has been fab chatting to you thank you so much for coming on the show and all the best with the book oh thanks so much for having me Rachel. it's been a real pleasure chatting to you today thank you for listening to the publicity for pet businesses podcast for more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.